0: Well, good morning. morning. Is it not? Come on, we have the men of Nehemiah with us today. Love these guys. Man, North Campus, you're probably hearing them over the mics. Y'all need to learn to respond like the men of Nehemiah, the rest of you. Hey, isn't it incredible what we get to do? the ways we get to love on our city, the things God doing, like even right now, I don't know if you know it, but we have Walk to Bethlehem going on at the Abilene Zoo. You need to be a part of it. It is going on all this week through Saturday. Just go to the website of the zoo. You can get your tickets. You need to get tickets ahead of time. In three nights, we've already had 2,500 people go through Walk to Bethlehem. Hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is going to be a great way that you can bring family and friends that you've been praying for, that you desire to have hope and life in Jesus. You can Take them to be a part of that we're celebrating the greatest news ever this week so I need you very much to pay attention to me here I'm gonna make announcements and I know we tend to check out in announcements but you're gonna be lost in the next couple of weeks because we're changing everything at Beltway Park well not everything but all the service times are changing up for the next two weeks so listen in we have Christmas Eve services coming up we are going to have um, five different services over three days at two locations you're saying, that's all confusing, it's on the website, you can use the QR code on the chair back if you're part of our physical locations, we're going to take you to all that information. But we are going to start on Thursday the 21st, and I know you're saying, hey, that's not Christmas Eve, you're right, it's Christmas Eve to the fourth power. It's Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. I get it. But you're going to be traveling. You are, some of you have to work on that holiday weekend. And we want to provide that opportunity. So we're going to be at our normal plus Thursday service, 630. We're going to be at the North Campus on the 21st. And on the 23rd, which is a Saturday, we're going to be at the South Campus. We'll be here at 630 at both the services at the 21st and the 23rd. We will have full children's ministry. But on the 24th, no children's ministry. But we will be having all sorts of services. We'll be at the North Campus at 315 for one service. We'll be at the South Campus 315 and 5 for two services. There are all sorts of opportunities for us to celebrate this great reality. God became flesh. God humbled himself to show his heart towards us. Man, I hope you'll invite your family. I hope you'll invite your friends to join you. Then the next weekend is actually New Year's Eve. And on New Year's Eve, we do something we don't do any other time of the year. We actually do an online service only. So if you show up at Plus Thursday that week or at um, Sunday morning, you're going to be all by yourself because we are going to be online only. Shout online only. So I'm excited about the message. It's just that week. I'm excited about the message that we've got. I've already recorded it for you. I'm excited about all the... I'm excited about 2024. The Lord moves from glory to glory. And so we've seen a lot of incredible things in 2023, and we saw a lot of incredible things in 2022, but he doesn't quit. He just keeps moving. He just keeps doing stuff. There's things the Lord wants to do in you, and there's things the Lord wants to do through you. So I invite you and your family to be part of that. We have worship that is set up for you. It's designed just for the living room. Man, it'd be a great time to worship with friends and family just right there in your living room. Some of you think, well, I've got some gifts that I need to give in my giving. You can do all that online as well. So I used to have a coach that when we'd have all this information, he would say, get it. Your response is to say, got it. And then I go, good. So remember, Christmas Eve, get it? Good. New Year's Eve online only, get it? Good. Okay, so don't blame me if you mess it up. I did the best I could to communicate on that. Now, I have a question for you that has far deeper implications to our lives than you're going to think when I ask the question. I want everybody to play, everybody to participate in your head. You don't have to answer out loud. You don't have to say yes. You don't have to say no. You don't have to shake your head. Either direction. I just want you to dare answer the question in your head, do you believe God laughs? People at the South Campus didn't listen to instructions. They're answering out loud. You know what I'm talking about, right? Isn't there a part of us that wrestles with that? I mean... Is there ever a time that God's in heaven and he just busts the gut in laughter? Like if he texted you, he would send you the I laughed till I cried emoji. And some of us are going, well, well, yeah, but then we're going, well, and we don't know. Let's be honest. A lot of people struggle with the idea of God being moved like that. It was 20 years ago that the International Bible Society put out the forerunner of The Chosen TV show. If you haven't seen The Chosen TV show, incredible portrayal of the life of Jesus. But about 20 years ago, um, the visual Bible was put out. And it was actually the book of Matthew and the book of Acts, um, word for word from the New International Version. Um, Really well done. For the time and the era, they did a great job. But there was something unique about the portrayal of Matthew that had never been seen on film. It was the first time on film that Jesus had laughed. All the earlier portrayals, you can go watch them. Jesus was somber; he was um, stoic. But the Visual Bible, man, it had the incarnate Jesus laughing and smiling, and people really wrestled over that because Jesus on the earth, yeah, that he was man, but he was without sin, but he was also fully God, and people wrestled: Would God laugh? Would God actually feel that kind of emotion? You see, most people think, it's actually been taught through history, that God is really kind of like Spock. Now, I'm not talking about old school parenting Dr. Spock. I'm talking about old school Star Trek, Mr. Spock, right? Live long and prosper. You know what I'm saying? Right. By the way, that, that symbol of live long and prosper, do you know where it comes from? It actually comes from Leonard Nimoy's Jewish roots. That in the synagogue, when the rabbi will pray the prayer of the Lord bless you and keep you, he'll often hold up that symbol because it actually mimics the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. That is director's cut kind of information I'm giving you right there just because I love you guys. Anyway, a lot of people perceive that Mr. Spock in Star Trek is kind of like God. Mr. Spock... Though half human, but also half Vulcan, he chose to live by this Vulcan side, and the Vulcan side was unaffected by emotion. It was all about logic, all about reason, but unmoved emotionally by any situation. And that's how many people, if not most people, actually view God. Now, I want you to do something. I want you to go from that view of God, and I want you to connect it to Christmas. Christmas, despite all this being said in our culture, Christmas is about God. God became flesh, but a God that many, if not most people, perceive as emotionally unmoved. Yet, when we want to celebrate Christmas, we tend to watch movies, and we watch movies that are like this.
1: Passion fruit spray? Fruit spray? Sure. Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Do you want to go? Toilets, they're ginormous! That special someone. Come here. Me? Yes.
0: What are you doing down here? You're not supposed to be down here. You shop when you break, you come
1: up the I, I didn't know. Well you should know. Are you mad at me? No. I'm sure? Yes, I'm sure. Just do your job. Okay. Oh, wow. What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes it, no, it yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine.
0: It's time for the an announcement. Okay. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m.,
1: Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah! Just keep your receipts. 10
0: a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for
1: Oh, hi. Santa's coming. Are you enjoying the view? You are very good at decorating that tree. Why are you messing with me? Did Krumpet put you up to this? I'm not messing with you.
0: It's just nice to meet another human who shares my affinity for elf culture.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to get through the holidays. Get through? Christmas is the greatest day in the whole wide world. Please stop talking to me. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Thanks, but I don't sing. Oh, it's easy. It's just like talking. Except louder and longer, and you move your voice up and down. I can sing, but I just choose not to sing. Especially in front of other people. Well, if you sing alone, you can sing in front of other people. There's no difference. Actually, there's a big difference. No, there, no, there isn't. Wait.
0: I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes there is. No it's not. We sing all the time. No it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? You know, believe it or not, the movie elf is celebrating this year its 20th Christmas. Some of you are feeling really old right now, aren't you? The honesty time. How many of you have watched it 20 times at least? Hands up right now. Yeah, the rest of you are liars. <laughs> the story of Elf is about an elf who's not an elf. Buddy was born to his mother's mother, died at his birth. He was put in an orphanage, and the Christmas he could crawl. Santa showed up to the orphanage, and Buddy crawled into Santa's sack. Now, I understand there becomes a factual problem with the whole sack thing because, you know, Santa supposedly knows when everybody's naughty or everybody's nice, but doesn't know that he's got a baby in his sack. You know what I'm saying? But it's not the only factual issue with Elf. Just If you watch it, open your mind because factual accuracy is not the goal of Elf in any form or fashion. Santa goes back up to the North Pole, opens up a sack, baby crawls out, and Buddy was raised as an elf by elves. But as he matures, he finds out he's really not an elf. And he goes to find his identity by finding his biological dad in good old New York City. If you haven't seen the movie, it really is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great movie to watch. I've watched it several several times and it actually touches on some significant subjects I'm not saying it gives you the right answer but it touches on the issue of identity and how your identity is tied to a father Which is what we talked about this fall and made for more And it talks a lot about family and our need for community and what we long for but the overriding theme of elf is Christmas cheer the best way To spread Christmas cheer is what? Singing loud for all to hear. Elf says this. Listen to me. Elf says Christmas is about joy, which is actually an echo of the ones who first announced Christmas. In the second chapter of Luke, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were all filled with great fear. But the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of not just joy, but great joy that will be for all the peoples. For unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord good news of great joy. Elf got it right. At least the part about joy, right? Christmas is about joy. Christmas is meant to bring us joy. It's a joy I challenge every one of us long for. It's a joy that the people in your circles of influence long to have in this world. But I challenge many Christians struggle with actually living a life of joy because of what we think about God. What I want you to do for three minutes is put on your thinking cap. I want you to think deeply with me for just a moment. When we talk about God who is revealed to us in the scripture, often we have words that we use to describe attributes of God that are revealed in the Bible. Words like omniscient, which means God is all-knowing. Omnipotent, which means God is all-powerful. But for centuries, there has been an attribute of God taught that he is impassable. Hear that word. Divine impassibility says God cannot be acted upon from without. He cannot internally change his emotions and cannot experience pleasure or pain because of external action. So in other words, when I act, divine impassibility says that God is not going to be affected by it, that Anything outside of God has an inability to move him in any form or fashion, which if you're thinking right now, that means God doesn't feel. I want you to catch this. For centuries, it has been taught that God is impassable, which means very much like a Mr. Spock, he is utterly stoic. He is utterly unfeeling. Now think of the implications about that we are supposed to become more and more like God through Jesus Christ. So if God really is impassable, if he is stoic and unfeeling, that means as we become more and more like him through Jesus Christ, then I should become less emotional. I should become less affected by what goes on around me. Through the centuries, this has been the goal of many Christians. You can go back to the 4th century, and a very influential church father by the name of Origen used the word apatheia to describe the crown virtue of the goal of Christianity. Apatheia is just an old Greek word. Pathos means feeling. When you put an A in front of it in the Greek, it means no. No pathos, no feeling. In other words, the more detached you become. The more unemotional you become, the more unaffected by the world you become, the more spiritual you are because you're becoming more and more like God. If you look at the expression of Christianity in many, many circles, do we not see a very stoic, a very somber, a very serious expression of our faith? Many of us. Even coming into rooms like we have today, it, sometimes people just say it just feels wrong to worship like you guys worship. It feels odd, it feels too familiar. It should be serious. It should be somber. There's only one problem with this. It's not biblical. The idea of impassibility actually comes from Greek thought. And if you want to look at what teaches it today, the world religion that teaches this being detached and ineffective is Buddhism. And it is not Christianity. The Bible is abundantly clear. Listen to me. God feels. I mean, I could give you scripture after scripture. I could give you scriptures about the jealousy of God and the grief of God, the anger of God, the love of God. In the vernacular of today, God feels all the feels. God feels all the feels, which is why you and I feel. We are made in his image. I mean, think about it. If emotions are not, from God, then that means they have to be the result of sin. If they are the result of sin, yes, we should be seeking to get rid of them. But that's not what the scripture shows. The scripture shows God feels like we feel. And you're saying, well, David, but God's not controlled by his emotions. Bingo. Because his emotions haven't been infected with sin. Ours have. Some of you thinking by the person next to you, theirs has really been infected by sin. You know what I'm saying? But you know, God feels, but he's not controlled by the feel which is exactly what you and I can become more and more of as we walk with God and we grow to be like him. So the scripture says, in your anger, do not sin. So it says you can be what? Angry. And you have the power. Some of you go, going, dude, you don't know me, but I know the spirit of God who resides inside of you. Then the spirit of God inside of you can give you the power that when you're angry, you know you don't have to talk. In fact, just a good rule of thumb, when you get angry, shut the trap. It'll go a long ways in a lot of sin issues. But we have the capacity, like God, to not sin. Something God feels revealed in the Scripture far deeper than most of us know is he actually feels joy. In the Old Testament book of Zephaniah, Zephaniah, some of you looking at me like, you're making up that thing. There's no Zephaniah. There is a Zephaniah in the Bible. Look it up. And in Zephaniah 3, it says, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. Does that not feel like an echo of what the angel said? For unto you is born this day in the town of David a Savior. God, from the beginning to the end of the Bible, has always been a Savior. And he will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So this is future tense. He will. When does God do that? Zephaniah is prophesying about a time when Israel is going to repent and she's going to return to God. And when she returns to God and walks in His way, this is God's heart. So when Israel of old returned to God, listen to, when each of us returns to God. We say yes to his offer of salvation through Jesus Christ. We say yes to follow him. And we walk in his ways. To say God is happy is an understand statement. Did you see the words that were in the text? He said not only delight, but great delight. He will rejoice over you with singing. And in the original language of Hebrew, there's an image That when God is singing over us, he is twirling and dancing in delight. He's doing a dance. And I can't help but think, if he's twirling and dancing and singing, he's got to be smiling. And probably laughing with joy. Why? God feels immense joy when his children are living in ways that lead to the life he designed us to have. So what we're going to do this morning is something a little bit different, but this is what I know. It's going to bring joy to the heart of the father. In case you're doubting me, Jesus said, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who what? repents. There's joy before the angels. Who has the joy that the angel sees? It's the Father. There is the Father. One of our partner ministries is the men of Nehemiah here in Abilene. They work to restore men and their families who are suffering with various kinds of addictions. So Monday, Lee Morris, the director of the ministry, one of my friends, um, we were talking about several things, and he said, um, Pastor, can we, um, can we baptize some guys on Sunday? And I said, well, Lee, how many of them? You know, we got a service, we got plan, all that kind of thing. He said, He said, 29. And I said, Liam, you're going to twist my arm here, but absolutely we will baptize um, 29 guys. So we baptized like 14 or 15 of them in the first service, and we're going to do the remaining group um, in this service so we can all celebrate together. So here's what I want you to do. South Campus Online Family, North Campus right now, give these guys a shout that we are proud of them and what they're doing. Yeah, Pastor Jake, take it, man.
1: All right. This is Whitney Kaur, he's a leader in our church, strong guy in our church, and he's going to be, uh, you know, baptizing all these guys. So he's just going to be lifting and he's just going to be getting buffed today. But the first one is Whitney's son, Logan. So Logan, a couple questions for you. Have you given your life to Jesus? Awesome. And do you commit in front of all these people, as long as the Holy Spirit gives you the power to do so, to follow him every day of your life? Awesome. It's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. All right. I want you guys to kind of catch on as you hear this happen. Maybe you can join in. All right. The words are thank you, Jesus, just so you are ready for it. Okay, this is Eric. Eric, turn towards me. Have you given your life to Jesus? Yes, sir. And are you going to follow him every day? Amen. It's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Jason's coming down. Come on down, Jason. Don't slip down. Just walk down. You got it. That thing is slippery, man. Jason, have you given your life to Jesus? You're going to follow him every day. All right. It's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus. You guys catching on? All right. Gilbert, glad you're here, man. You believe in Jesus? Yes. And he's your savior and you're going to follow him every day of your life? All right. It's upon that confession of faith that we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Odell's coming down. Come on down, Odell. Odell, same couple questions for you. Do you believe that Jesus died for you, rose again, and that he loves you? Yes, sir. All right. And are you going to follow him with his power every single day? All right. Then it's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Daylon's coming down. All right. Same question. Do you believe in Jesus? You committed your life to Him. Yes, you're going to follow Him. Yes, All right. It's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stefan's coming down. All right. You believe Jesus died and rose again? Yes, sir. And you want to give your life to Him? Yes, sir. You've already given your life to Him, right? Yes, sir. And you're going to follow Him. Yes, sir. It's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. All right, Joshua's coming down. Joshua. Man, I'm so excited that you're here. Have you given your life to Jesus? Yes, sir. And are you going to follow him every day? Yes, sir, every day. All right. Then it's upon that confession of faith that we get to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now we got Adrian coming down. Adrian. You believe Jesus died and rose again? Yes, sir. And he's your savior? and you're going to follow him. Yes, sir. All right, it's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, we got Jim coming down. Same questions, Jim. Give it up for Jim. <laughs> All right, have you given your life to Jesus? Yes, sir. You promise to follow him as long as the Holy Spirit gives you the power to do so every day? Yes, sir. All right, it's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Duncan, do it. Let's go. All right. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we got, uh, man, I lost my place. So, Bradley, I was about to say Bradley. All right, Bradley, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Have you given your life to him fully? Yes, sir. You're going to follow him from this day forward. All right, it's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mitchell's coming down. Mitchell. Yeah, baby. All right. Have you given your life to Jesus? Yes, sir. All right. With the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to follow him every day. Yes, sir. All right. It's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Karen's coming down. All right. Have you given your life to Jesus? Yes, sir. You're going to follow him every day? Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. You excited to be here? Yes, sir. All right. Just extra question there. Upon that confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We got Juan coming down. Let's go, Juan. Why well, do you believe Jesus died and rose again for you? Yes sir. He loves you. Yes, sir. He's your savior. Yes, sir. You're going to follow him? Yes, sir. All right, it's upon that confession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! All right, last but certainly not least, we got Christopher jumping in, sliding in, getting ready. All right, Christopher, you believe in Jesus? Yes. Giving your life to him? Yes. All right, and you promise to follow him every day of your life? All right. It's upon that confession of faith that we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Give it up! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Yeah, somebody give him a
0: praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah some of you are disappointed there was no cannonball this time around but there's a lot of celebrating I don't know if the father cries I know the Bible says there's no tears in heaven but I know that's sad tears but there are happy tears and there are tears of rejoicing I don't know what the Father's doing right now. He may be crying, he may be dancing, he may be doing something, but I know this. There is joy before the angels over one sinner who repents. And I am so grateful that we get to be a part of that, man. Here's the deal, it's not just their story, is it? The Scripture shouts it. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He'll save you no matter your background. He will save you no matter what you've done, no matter how you have failed, that is what Christmas is about. And when we respond to Him, He will take great delight in us, quiet us with His love, and He will rejoice over us with singing. I mean, come on, of all the things that I could tell you about God, to tell you that you have the ability to bring joy to the God of the universe, it's a little bit overwhelming, isn't it? I mean, I know we say that God loves us, but I think a lot of times we think that what that means is there's like this obligatory God kind of love. And, yeah, he loves us, but don't know that he really likes us. But that's not what the scripture says. He actually delights in us. And to think that I can make him feel that way, give him that kind of joy, is staggering. But if we dare have faith to believe it, Pastor Jeffrey did a great job Masterful job of calling us to faith last week. If we dare to have faith, to believe God's heart of delight in his children, what it does is it unleashes in us a joy that exists no matter what struggles we face in life. I'm not saying we're always giddy happy. I'm not saying there's not grief. I'm not saying there's not sadness. But there can be an overarching sense of hope and joy in us even in the midst of that. I'll be honest with you. I have been challenged this week as I've meditated on Elf. Now, I understand when you say you've meditated on Elf that that's like a weird thing, but I've been challenged because Buddy the Elf had a joy, a joy that was contagious, and in joys he just lived with people. It drew them to a place of joy like this. Coming. You make Hi. me feel so young. You look miraculous. You me feel so, so do you. you. Thank you. And what would you like to do?
1: I, see I got some ideas. I'm such
0: a happy individual. The moment that's... Just, just reach out in front of you and, and,
1: and take a sip. I wanna go play, Don't look. Hide
0: seek. Go. I want to go the moon, well? Just like a toy it tastes phone. like a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no. I it is a crappy a cup of coffee. Of t-
1: no, it's the world's best cup of coffee. The trick is battle. to not get your arms caught in the door. Also, never close your eyes because then you'll get sick. Okay, when you feel comfortable, so you just jump in.
0: You make me feel are there are like, songs Gibby.
1: to be sung. Gibby. Bells Gibby. to be rung. Now look at the size of this one. And even when I'm old and gray,
0: I'm gonna feel the way I do
1: Come with me
0: today. Cause Gentlemen, don't stop. You make me feel <laughs> so young. You make me feel so young. Wow. That's a big There are songs to be sung,
1: bells to be rung, wonderful fling to be flung. And even when I'm old and gray,
0: I'm gonna feel the way I do
1: today.
0: Cause you, you make me feel so young.
1: Sorry. You missed.
0: I ain't showing any kissing on our big screen here today. <laughs> you know, in this movie, Buddy the Elf has a joy. It's a childlikeness. It's contagious. I have to confess, I, I wrestle with joy. I feel, there's a lot of things I feel naturally. I feel passion, and I feel drive, and I feel motivation to do stuff. I feel anger. But joy is one of those things that I've wrestled with. And in this movie, there's a call to joy. But where it fails is that it doesn't go deep enough into the story. It says, well, because of Christmas, we should have joy. And that's absolutely accurate. It just doesn't tell you the real message of Christmas. It doesn't tell us the real reason for the joy that we're supposed to have. The angel said, fear not, a kind of joy in our lives that drives out fear. There's good news of Great joy, listen to me, that is our destiny. That is what people should see in us. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. Think with me for a moment what the manger says about the heart of God towards us. We're talking about God when there was nothing except him. He had a thought and then he said, let it be. And whatever he said came. The complexities of which are still baffling the minds of the greatest scientists. Our scientists look in different elements of creation And they find something and there's 10 and 20 other things that are much deeper, much grander than they understand. It doesn't matter if it's at the microscopic level or at the galaxy level. We're sending um, telescopes out, way out into outer space and it's just seeing more and more and more. And it all came because of the word of the Almighty. That God thinks something about us. That's what the manger is shouting this season. The manger is shouting that God is saying, I want you. I am for you. And if that gets down inside of us, then we can be able to live out the word of scripture that says that we should be joyful always. Some translation says in all circumstances. So I began praying a prayer this week. And maybe it's a prayer you want to adopt. It's my Christmas prayer for 2024. Uh, I'm challenging myself that it won't end at Christmas. But my Christmas prayer is for a joy in Jesus that is contagious. I want a joy that exudes from me, no matter the circumstances. Just because I know the heart of the Father for me, towards me, that he wants me and that he is for me. Listen to me. I challenge you this week, if you think I'm making too big a deal some you start looking at the, joy, the, the word joy in Scripture. You're going to find it's a big deal in Scripture. In the 15th chapter of Romans, Paul is talking about how the church in Rome is struggling with just rules and regulations. And he says, you know what? The kingdom of God is not about the rules and regulations. It's not about food and drink. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Part of our witness, part of what should be drawing people to Jesus is because of the joy that is in us. And I know that's not natural. But there is a supernatural power for that to happen. It was a power that Jesus walked in. At that time, Luke says, Jesus was full of Joy through the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus need to be full of joy? Joy is necessary to fulfill our mission. Joy is that attractional quality that Jesus carried that says, I've got something for you. I've got life for you. That Holy Spirit that gave that to Jesus is in me. And any of you who are followers of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of that Holy Spirit is love, then what? Joy. Isn't it interesting It's number two in the list? It's a big deal. Guys, I'm confident that this Christmas season, the Father wants to impart, even right now, a supernatural power. To have a joy in all circumstances. Because a joy like he carries. That joy will bring joy to me. But it will also draw others to him. I'm going to challenge. Joy may be the thing we need most to help people know the reality of Jesus. So my prayer for us, for me and for you, is that we have joy in Jesus. A joy that overflows from us. The scripture actually prayed it for you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And might we pray that we would be a people who would have a joy? It's just contagious. Think what that would do in your family. Think what it might do in your workplace the ball teams that your families are a part of. What if the few thousand of us at our Beltway Park, what if we carried it? What would it do to Abilene in the big country? What if the believers, the tens of thousands of us, we all started walking in a supernatural joy? I'm telling you, More than we know, we need this. And if it takes something as silly as Elf to draw me to it, I'll take it. So I encourage you, watch Elf. But I encourage you also, I challenge you. Jesus, I want to carry a joy that is contagious. I want to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So before we leave North and South Campus, let's just bow our heads right now. And why don't you dare pray that? Say, Jesus, just fill me with hope. Fill me with joy. At that time, Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. Would you do that in us this season, O oh Lord? Would there be a revelation of the reality of who you are? A re- revelation of what you have done for us, your heart towards us. And may we walk in joy. May we be those who just draw near to you each and every day multiple times a day and may the result of that be joy and any man and woman who is listening in right now who's never embraced you as Lord and Savior may they do so right now come on you can do it if you've never said yes to follow Jesus these men who've been part of this great ministry men of Nehemiah have led the way for us and they are saying to you Jesus has saved me he is mighty to save and he will save you all you got to do is say yes yes I'm a sinner yes I can't fix myself Yes, that Jesus, who you were, the Son of God becoming flesh, lived a sinless life, paid the price for my sin on the cross, but overcame the penalty of my sin by overcoming death, hell, and the grave. You offer that to me, and I say yes to that right now. And when that happens, man, you say yes right now, you become his. And your next steps to do what these men did. You you need to confess him publicly through baptism. In the park news, there's a little QR code. Use your phone in the QR code. Let us know that you accepted Jesus today, and we're going to help you take that next step in many, many steps the day to come, and we're going to start living out everything Jesus has for us. We celebrate you, oh God. We celebrate you. Thank you. Father, we're not trying to minimize everything else that's going on in the world. But what you have done for us in Jesus is greater than any of the garbage that's going on in the world. So in the midst of weeping over the world at times and struggling in our families and stresses of the workplace, may there be a joy, a sense of hope that overwhelms our hearts. And may it draw many to you, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.